Let's uh, begin in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this evening and that we can gather together to study your word and study this text that you have prepared for us. And I pray that you would speak to us through through your word so that we would grow in the knowledge of, of you and that we would know know your will and uh, that we would uh, know uh, your son and our savior all the more and uh, we thank you uh, for your word and for your spirit and uh, pray that uh, you would be with us and bless us and that uh, our time would be glorifying to you we pray these things in the name of your son amen okay Tonight we're back in the book of Genesis after a little uh, excursus and break in uh, Isaiah. And uh, we're working through the first Toledot section, the generations of the heavens uh, and the earth, uh, looking at uh, the very first progeny, uh, the, the first humans uh, that God uh, created. Uh, and in uh, chapter two, uh, we saw God's uh, creation and provision uh, creation of the man from the ground uh, to work the ground and uh, the creation of the woman from the man uh, to help the man uh, and really uh, he placed them in the the garden of delight uh, the place of blessing with this provision uh, and on the one hand they had the tree of life uh, where they could have uh, in, enjoyed uh, really uh, endless life that, that God would sustain but on the other hand uh, there was the tree of knowledge of good and evil uh, that God forbid them uh, to eat from. Uh, and if they ate from that tree, uh, then uh, they would die. And now in chapter 3, uh, we've been looking at the fall, uh, or what's leading uh, toward their banishment from the garden. And after uh, the serpent uh, deceived the woman and they uh, ate from the tree, uh, God uh, questioned uh, the man and the woman, uh, questioning the, the man. Uh, he confessed, but only after pointing back to his wife. Uh, and then uh, with questioning the woman, they point back to the serpent. And so now we've been looking at uh, God's uh, judgment of the serpent, the one who started this all, all the way at the very uh, beginning. Uh, and if you also remember, uh, God judges each of them uh, according to their sin uh, and according to their uh, role that they were supposed to fulfill, fulfill uh, their created function that God gave them, their uh, responsibility. And so for the serpent, uh, he was to be a, a beast, uh, subordinate to man, uh, just like all of the other beasts, uh, although he was the very... Uh, cleverest uh, among them, uh, but instead uh, he used his uh, cleverness to uh, deceive the woman uh, to cause her, her to rebel uh, against God, uh, to encourage her. Uh, and so uh, after rising up against God's, uh, one of God's stewards that he uh, set over the earth, uh, now uh, God judges him. Uh, and with the first judgment, 
God uh, cursed him above all of the other beasts uh, of the, the field, uh, making him subordinate to all of them. Uh, so he made them the lowest of the low and debased them uh, below all of the other uh, animals. Uh, and so the craftiest of all the, the beasts of the field uh, became the, the most uh, accursed uh, of all of them. And now tonight, uh, we'll be looking at uh, what we could call the, the second uh, second part of the, the judgment. Uh, and here, uh, God will place enmity uh, between uh, the serpent and the woman uh, whom he deceived. Uh, and this ultimately will lead to his uh, ultimate eventual uh, demise. Now, before uh, getting back in, let's just read uh, through. And let's just begin at the, the beginning of the chapter, since it's not that long. And we'll read through the judgments. Verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, uh, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God, walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, uh, God, the Lord God uh, among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. 
On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat of its plant, eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed, and clothed them. So now, uh, in verse 15, uh, just after God uh, has uh, cursed him, uh, because you have done this, deceived the woman, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Uh, now he places enmity, he continues the judgment uh, in curse, and places enmity uh, between him uh, and the woman. Uh, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Uh, and here uh, we're going to see basically two parallel statements, uh, or phrases, lines. Uh, we'll just work through them. Uh, in the first, uh, God places enmity uh, between uh, him and the woman and between their respective offspring. Uh, and then uh, in the second set of uh, parallel lines, uh, he uh, describes uh, the enmity uh, between the serpent and the woman's uh, offspring, uh, having them uh, striking uh, one another. And so uh, we'll just uh, work through, uh, beginning with the enmity uh, between him and the woman. So, verse 15, I will put enmity uh, between you and uh, the woman. Uh, and so here, uh, this is God's punishment uh, for the serpent, for deceiving uh, the woman and rising up as, the, uh, as one who is to be subordinate uh, with all of the beasts. He rose up uh, against uh, God's image bearer, the one made in the image of God to rule on his behalf. Uh, and 
uh, he uh, rebelled uh, and deceived her. And so now uh, the tables are going to be uh, turned on him uh, and there's going to be discord uh, between them leading to his ultimate uh, demise. Uh, and now enmity uh, is really just a state of hostility uh, between uh, the parties. And so uh, here uh, there's going to be hostility uh, between uh, the serpent uh, and the woman. Uh, and so uh, they're not going to be uh, friends. Uh, they're not going to be allies and partners in crime and rebellion against God, but uh, they are going to be enemies and foes and adversaries uh, that are in opposition uh, to uh, one another. Uh, and we really see this uh, opposition uh, going back all the way uh, to the beginning. I mean, he deceived her. Uh, he certainly wasn't uh, her friend, but he acted as uh, an enemy uh, and a, a rebel uh, usurping uh, her authority that, that God had, had given. I, they should have just cast him out. They, they should have had him, had him judged. They should have called upon uh, God and not allowed a, a beast to... Uh, to start pronouncing a rebellion uh, against uh, God. Uh, and so uh, he became their enemy uh, because what, what came of uh, his deception and their sin? Uh, but uh, they were filled with guilt, uh, shame. Uh, they became uh, aware of their nakedness. They lost their innocence. Uh, consequently, uh, judgments are going to come upon them. Uh, for uh, for their sin uh, that's going to ultimately uh, end in their uh, death. Uh, and even though God doesn't kill them right away, he's going to preserve his blessing, uh, ultimately uh, they're going to die. And so uh, just all the way back to the very beginning, uh, he certainly uh, was not uh, their friend. Uh, but now God ensures uh, that uh, they're going to be perpetual enemies. Uh, the woman's not going to join uh, in his uh, rebellion. Uh, and so they're going to bear ill will uh, and open hostility against one another. Uh, and as we'll see, uh, it, it's going to be uh, toward one another's uh, destruction. Uh, they're going to be uh, geared uh, toward, toward that. And then also notice that uh, God uh, doesn't just place enmity between the serpent and the woman, but uh, between uh, his offspring and her offspring. Uh, I will put enmity uh, between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. Uh, and so now uh, this enmity, this hostility uh, that exists between them uh, it starts with them, but it's going to extend far beyond them uh, to their offspring, uh, to their uh, progeny uh, that, uh, that follow them. And they too will be in opposition to one another. Uh, and we'll be talking a bit more about the, the word uh, offspring, uh, but in Hebrew, uh, it's more literally uh, seed, uh, zera, uh, in Hebrew. Uh, and it's a, it's a collective uh, term. Uh, so in English, we'd say it doesn't, it doesn't uh, signal whether it's singular, one, 
or plural, more than one. Uh, or technically in Hebrew, uh, they have a singular dual in plural, and the dual means two, and the plural is more than uh, more than two. It, it doesn't uh, signal that, and so it's a it's a very a collective uh, term uh, that can be applied uh, to uh, one uh, or or many. Uh, and here it, it's just really looking uh, to their uh, progeny, and we we might think. Uh, because he, he contrasts uh, his offspring and her offspring, uh, we, we might think that, uh, well, this is just uh, her offspring, uh, is just everyone that descends from her. Uh, and so uh, just humanity. Uh, and then him, uh, maybe it's just snakes, the, the snake kind, even though we, we don't know exactly what kind of serpent he was or uh, if he did appear uh, having some form of legs, what, what kind of reptile, serpent-like uh, creature he was. We, we don't know uh, specifically, but uh, we, we might think that. Uh, and we'll see that uh, Adam will call her the, the mother of all living. And so uh, she is the, the mother of all, uh, all uh, living. And so uh, it, could, uh, it could refer to, uh, to all humanity. Uh, but uh, as we keep progressing uh, throughout this judgment oracle and throughout uh, Genesis and the rest of the Bible, uh, we'll see uh, that it pictures a much uh, deeper uh, spiritual opposition uh, that uh, is going to uh, persist uh, between them. Uh, and we'll also find that uh, Moses is using the word offspring uh, for the woman in a much a narrower uh, sense uh, in a way that really refers to um, to the woman's, you, you could say, her chosen offspring, uh, her uh, righteous offspring. Uh, it's, it's the line uh, that God has chosen. It's the, it's the line of blessing. It's the line of righteousness. Uh, it's those who, uh, who uh, believe God, who don't oppose God, but who oppose uh, sin and evil uh, and Satan, the, the serpent. And perhaps in the most specific way, we could say, uh, you know, it doesn't refer uh, to, to all humans who descend from her, but it refers to a specific class of descendant or a specific progeny. Uh, and as we see, uh, when he'll use the, the singular term, uh, when he says, he shall uh, strike you uh, on the head, uh, there with this, by using the singular there, um, it, it's perfect where uh, it applies to different uh, individuals along uh, a line, ultimately culminating uh, in, uh, in the tribe of Judah, in the, the coming uh, king. Uh, and... Two other words are used in a very similar way uh, in like Numbers 24 and uh, Deuteronomy uh, 18, I think around 17, uh, referring to kings and prophets, where you'll refer generally to the, the king uh, of Israel and how great this king will be. Uh, and it, it's using the word king uh, in a very general sense for the office of king, uh, the position of king. A king is an institution. Uh, in the same way for the prophet, uh, the office of prophet, uh, the uh, position in the institution of prophet, which is 
fulfilled by many individual prophets uh, over, over time. But eventually you get to the ultimate prophet who is um, not just a little like Moses, not just a lot like Moses, but he's the very mediator of uh, the new uh, covenant. He's a lawgiver uh, like, like Moses. Uh, in the same way with uh, King, uh, where in Numbers 24, uh, there are quite a few things that are fulfilled uh, beginning with David. It's really pointing to a, a coming dynasty uh, of, of kings, an everlasting dynasty. Uh, and David and some of uh, his offspring after him, uh, they began to fulfill some things, like uh, they whooped the, uh, the Amalekites pretty well, and uh, some of the nations that are listed, and uh, in Genesis 49, it, it describes a lot of the areas about how the tribes will be uh, spread out and arranged through the land uh, around the, the time of uh, uh, David. Uh, however, uh, there were things that uh, David and his descendants uh, didn't fulfill. Uh, God promised uh, that they would, uh, that through this kingdom uh, in this king, uh, that he would bring about an everlasting dynasty without end, uh, that uh, blessing uh, would be extended to all the nations and all the world. God's creation blessing would uh, extend to all the earth and sin and death and the serpent would be done, done away with, uh, that uh, this kingdom and king would, uh, the kingdom would extend uh, in its influence to the very ends of the earth, uh, that uh, it would also be universal in its duration, lasting uh, forever. Uh, and God even told uh, Abraham, uh, to you I will give this land. Well, did Abraham get the land? Well, he, he got the cave of Machpelah uh, in the field of Mamre, uh, where he was able to bury his wife uh, and be buried himself and, and die. Uh, he, he never, he never uh, re received uh, the land. Uh, same for Isaac, same for uh, Jacob. And so we're, we're even looking to the, the resurrection. And so even though uh, you have the word king used there for this office of this great king, and, and you have the founding with David, and yeah, he whooped the Amalekites and Hezekiah and some of them uh, pretty, pretty well, uh, there is so, so much more, uh, and even seeing elsewhere that's anticipating uh, a divine king, not just human, uh, but a divine uh, in just as one more uh, analogy uh, for uh, showing how um, it can refer to a, a specific uh, class of descendant and, and a, a line fulfilled by uh, many individuals over time, but ultimately culminating uh, in the one who fulfills all of God's promises, who is uh, the head and the representative and the king of the woman of her offspring who came before him uh, and comes after, and the, the offspring of, uh, of Abraham. Uh, if you think about, uh, you, you can say things like, uh, the uh, president of the United States uh, it has been the most powerful uh, leader in the world uh, for the second half of the 20th century. So the president of the United States has been the, the most powerful leader of the world uh, in the second half of the uh, 20th century. Well, is, 
you, you can refer to the president in the singular, but you've, you've uh, abstracted it, you've generalized it, where you're not thinking of just one, but you're thinking of uh, the, the office itself. And uh, there are many individuals that have fulfilled it along that time. Uh, and in fact, uh, some of them were actually pretty weak. Uh, they're, they're pretty pretty weak. That you, you wouldn't think of them as, uh, if you picked on, I'm not going to name names, uh, that, that you'd say that that's the strongest leader in the world. But the, the office itself, uh, you, you, can, you can generalize and speak about the office, even though there, there have been different uh, presidents along the way, and you, you could refer to them uh, together and say, you know, uh, four living, living presidents, uh, you know, they, they just got, got together uh, recently uh, to do maybe some charity event, uh, uh, or you could refer to them uh, individually as well. Uh, and really, uh, with how offspring is used here, it's used in that sort of general way, but we'll see the specific line and the specific individual's uh, unfold and narrow as we work uh, through uh, the book uh, of, of Genesis and really to the end of uh, Revelation throughout throughout the, the whole Bible. And so uh, we could say that the, the woman, uh, it's not referring to all humanity uh, offspring, uh, but we'll see her chosen offspring, her righteous uh, offspring. Uh, in the serpent, uh, we will see, uh, refers to uh, an unrighteous offspring, uh, a non-chosen, non-elect offspring, uh, those who follow uh, the serpent, those who follow Satan uh, in and walk in his sinful, wicked ways uh, of death. And so you have a blessed line uh, and a cursed line, uh, and really there are then just two sides. Uh, you have the serpent and his unrighteous offspring who are in union in solidarity with with one another and then you have uh, the woman and her righteous offspring that are in union and solidarity uh, with uh, with her and uh, Matthew says uh, between you uh, that's uh, referring to the, the serpent. God's going to place enmity between you and the woman. Between you, the serpent, has the singular pronoun, as elsewhere in the verse, a meaning that this hostility uh, begins with the beast and the woman as individuals. Yet, uh, their experience is shared by their offspring, too. Uh, the serpent and the woman are distinct from their offspring, yet also one and the same uh, with them, and I'd say they're they're not exactly the same, but they're they're in union uh, with with them. If if her offspring uh, opposes the serpent, so does she. Uh, if her offspring ultimately destroys the serpent, so does uh, so does uh, she. Uh, along with she's victorious. Along with her uh, offspring, uh, and he says uh, here we have the common case where an individual represents many, uh, even her adversary are the progenitors of a lifelong struggle that will persist until a climactic moment when the woman's offspring will achieve the upper hand. So uh, now uh, we've seen that God will uh, place enmity uh, between the serpent and the woman. 
Uh, but not just between them, uh, it extends to uh, his offspring, his followers, and uh, her, her offspring, uh, really uh, believers, uh, those chosen of God. Uh, but now uh, we'll see that God uh, depicts uh, the hostility uh, between the serpent and her offspring. Uh, and he's going to depict it in, in violent terms as, uh, as a battle like between a, a man, a, a human, uh, and a serpent. So verse uh, 15 again, uh, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall strike you on the head and you uh, shall strike him on the heel. Now here, uh, it's first important to recognize uh, the word he, and some translate it a little, little differently, uh, but uh, it's a uh, singular in Hebrew, uh, uh, it refers back to uh, her offspring. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. Uh, he, that is her offspring, shall strike you on the head, uh, and you uh, shall strike uh, him on the, the heel. Uh, and so here, uh, the, the referent uh, is the uh, saint, uh, as uh, her, her offspring. It's uh, the uh, exact uh, same. There, there is no other uh, other uh, referent uh, going uh, possible one uh, going back, uh, and so uh, the woman's offspring uh, that is at enmity with the serpent's offspring is the same offspring uh, that will uh, strike uh, the serpent, uh, and whom the serpent uh, will strike. Uh, and here. Uh, if you think back to uh, Isaiah, we, we covered part of it, and um, we'll be discussing it more, but where we looked at uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 7, and we saw that there were uh, two uh, fulfillments, uh, one in chapter 8, one in chapter 9. Uh, Isaiah's son, Mahir Shalal Hashbaz, uh, was a, uh, the first fulfillment, a sign for Ahaz, uh, in uh, King Ahaz in his own uh, day, uh, that uh, a virgin shall... Uh, conceive and uh, bear a son. Uh, but then when you get to chapter 9, you see the, the coming uh, Davidic king. Uh, and really, a uh, similar sort of thing is going uh, on here, uh, where some take this uh, with the he, and they'll just take it singular, and they'll say, uh, well, it refers uh, to the Messiah. No, that's true. It's, it's going to refer to the Messiah. But uh, they'll say it refers to the Messiah and absolutely no one else whatsoever, zip, zero, nada. Uh, not only, uh, not only uh, as I'd say, he's the ultimate offspring. He's the one who, who destroys. He's the, the head, the representative, the king of all the other uh, offspring and, and the vindicator of the, the woman, as Matthew says. Uh, they'd say... Uh, uh, no, it's just the Messiah refers to no one else whatsoever. And so they deny uh, the, the line. But there are lots of problems with this uh, just because uh, first it, it refers back to uh, her offspring. They're, they're uh, one in the same. And so uh, if you were to say, well, uh, this is not only does it uh, culminate in the Messiah, but this is the Messiah uh, in no reference to, to Abel, to Seth, uh, to Noah, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. 
uh, along the, the line, then you'd have to say that this hostility between uh, the serpent's offspring and her offspring uh, and the hostility between the serpent uh, and her offspring uh, doesn't happen uh, until uh, the Messiah comes. And, and so it's just just absolutely no, nowhere to be found. And so you have the hostility start in the garden and just silence for uh, thousands and thousands and thousands uh, of, of years, just, just on and on. Uh, and then, uh, as we will uh, see, however, uh, as we follow along with Moses, uh, he uses this imagery of the, the serpent uh, and the, the woman's offspring uh, to depict an ongoing hostility and conflict uh, that will persist uh, in rage between the serpent and between uh, her offspring uh, throughout uh, Genesis, uh, throughout the Pentateuch, uh, throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament, all the way to the end of Revelation where the saints uh, finally overcome the serpent uh, through uh, the, the Messiah. And so here, uh, the, the verb uh, strike, uh, is, it's the same verb uh, in each of them. Uh, and, uh, there are differences. People, people uh, argue how to translate it. Well, maybe, maybe crush, uh, maybe bruise, or, uh, or uh, strike. Uh, but the most important thing is to recognize the two verbs are the exact uh, same uh, in uh, each of them. And so if possible, uh, it should be translated uh, the same way uh, for what uh, her offspring does to the serpent's head and what the serpent does uh, to his uh, heel. And the best way to, to picture it is just picture uh, a man uh, and, and a serpent uh, and just uh, think about how a man uh, attacks a serpent with his foot lunging and throwing his foot uh, at, the, at the serpent and coming down on it uh, and think about a serpent, uh, picture it, try and imagine uh, how, how it goes uh, at a man's uh, heel, uh, attacking at it, lunging at it. And that's basically the, the meaning of the word. Uh, strike is a, a pr pretty good one. Uh, it might, might be able to f fill in uh, s some of the others, but where he com comes down on it and he's going after it and the serpent goes uh, goes after him with his uh, fangs and venom uh, against uh, the man. Uh, Matthew says, uh, continuing the imagery of the snake, uh, the strike at the human heel is appropriate for a serpent uh, since it slithers along the ground while the human foot stomps the head of the vile creature. So there we, we see just the, uh, the, the violence and the, the animosity uh, that's being depicted here. Uh, and you think of the, uh, the, the animosity of uh, snakes uh, and, and humans uh, and just how, how dangerous they are. Uh, and that serves as a picture uh, for the spiritual conflict uh, that's going to be uh, ongoing uh, with uh, her offspring. Uh, and as we said, it's going to be throughout uh, Genesis. Uh, in fact, uh, beginning with uh, Cain uh, and, and Abel. Uh, they're the, the very uh, first ones. Uh, 
In fact, uh, at the beginning of chapter uh, four, uh, we, we can just read the first verse. A God uh, purposely, or, or Moses, the narrator, uh, God, it's all, it's God breathed, God speaking, purposely avoids the word offspring. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother, Abel. So, Cain, I got, I got a man, uh, and, uh, and Abel, uh, his brother. Uh, Moses avoids the word uh, offspring, uh, but then uh, Cain uh, sins. Uh, he gives uh, God uh, basically an unacceptable uh, sacrifice uh, to uh, to God. Kind of like it's kind of like throwing a tic tac in the offering plate and saying, you know, God, you, you better accept it because you know I I gave it. I I can decide what to give, and you you better just take it. Um, but he he didn't give the the very uh, first fruits like like Abel did in the the fattest. Uh, Portions, and so he gave an unacceptable uh, sacrifice, unlike his brother, uh, and uh, God rejected it. And uh, Cain was so angry uh, and jealous uh, that he rose up and murdered his brother. Uh, and then, after murdering him, he lied to God uh, about uh, the crime that he had committed, shedding his uh, brother's blood. Uh, and so, what did God do? He cursed Cain. And who is the first deceiver uh, in murder? Satan, the, the serpent. Uh, Cain walks in the way of uh, the serpent. He's of his offspring, his father, the devil, uh, as Jesus uh, says to, to some of the Jewish people who claim to be following him, uh, but wanted to murder him uh, and didn't accept uh, his teaching. But then look at the end of the chapter, uh, verses 25 and 26. Uh, Cain is cursed, just like the serpent, by the way. Uh, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son, and called his name Seth. Uh, for she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. Uh, to Seth also a son was born. And he called his name Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. So here, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel. Uh, Abel was her first offspring. He's of the righteous uh, seed. He's of the chosen uh, seed. And, uh, we'll be looking at a number of New Testament passages when we get to uh, chapter 4 and look at Cain and Abel. Uh, we'll see from uh, from Christ and uh, from the uh, Apostle John, that they'll draw back from this. Uh, and so when he speaks to like the Pharisees and the religious leaders and says, you serpents, you brood of vipers, well, it's because they're the offspring of the serpent. Uh, they're basically uh, following the path of sin and evil uh, and rebellion. Uh, and so he is drawing from this. Then he talks about the blood of righteous Abel. Uh, all, all this guilt will come upon you because you follow uh, the way of your fathers who murder the prophets, uh, you serpents, you brood of vipers. Uh, but uh, all this guilt will come upon you uh, when you kill the, the prophets and the wise men who are sent to you. 
from the blood of righteous Abel uh, to uh, Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you killed uh, between the temple uh, and the uh, altar. Uh, we'll, we'll see that in a number uh, of passages uh, that uh, Cain is the offspring of the serpent uh, and Abel, the offspring, the first offspring of the woman along this line. But uh, because Abel died, he was the first one struck down in this hostility. Uh, God raised up uh, another uh, to preserve uh, his blessing uh, in uh, creation. And just some other uh, examples where we'll be seeing this hostility uh, between uh, Noah and humanity, uh, where uh, uh, Noah found favor uh, in the sight of, of God. But uh, humanity uh, filled the earth with violence. Uh, they walked in the ways of the serpent, Cain, uh, and Cain's descendant, Lamech, and became only worse and worse and worse until God did away with them all uh, because they were basically all following and walking in the ways uh, of, of evil and of uh, Satan. Uh, and they were in solidarity uh, and cooperation, unity with, with him. Uh, but Noah, he preserved her offspring, uh, just, just one and uh, his family. Uh, and then uh, Shem and Ham. Uh, after the flood, uh, Noah uh, made a vineyard. He got drunk. He fell asleep uh, naked in his tent. Uh, his son Ham saw him, and instead of covering his father's nakedness, you think about the nakedness back in the garden, uh, instead of covering uh, his uh, nakedness, he went uh, and told uh, his brothers, uh, thereby exposing and shaming uh, his father, uh, which is very uh, wicked and evil uh, thing, sinful thing to uh, to do. Uh, and so Shem uh, and Japheth, however, they kept their eyes away from, from looking on their father uh, and they went backwards and they covered uh, his uh, nakedness and they, uh, they did a, a good uh, thing so as not to shame him. Consequently, uh, Noah, uh, in God's providence, accursed Ham's son, Canaan, who is the, uh, the forefather of the Canaanites. Uh, and so in God's providence, uh, because God's the really one who affects uh, a curse, uh, makes it effectual, makes it happen. Uh, in God's providence, uh, you see here uh, kind of a little foretaste, a, a glimpse that Moses sees that uh, here was a, a a sin, an evil, wicked thing to do, but the Canaanites uh, from whom uh, they descend, uh, Canaan and the Canaanites are going to walk in the way of Ham who came before, and they are going to be far, far, far worse, and their iniquity uh, is just going to grow worse from generation uh, to generation, uh, and they'll become uh, the, the enemies of the Israelites. Uh, and so uh, Ham's son Canaan is cursed uh, because they'll walk in uh, Ham's ways. Shem is blessed, however, who is the forefather uh, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob uh, and the Israelites, uh, and they will dwell in the tents of uh, Canaan. Uh, basically, they're going to move uh, into uh, to the land. And so it's prophecy looking 
uh, looking forward, just showing the opposition where you have this chosen line along the way uh, and you have this uh, unrighteous uh, line as well uh, that walks in the ways of evil. And we'll see it with uh, Abraham uh, in the land. Uh, with him, uh, God makes his promises to restore blessing to uh, to all of the nations. Uh, he makes it explicit uh, with, with Abraham. And that's why Abraham becomes so important. It uh, is talked about in the New Testament so often. Who are who are sons of Abraham? Well, those who, who walk in his shoes and uh, who are believers uh, like Abraham is. And uh, Ishmael will, will be in opposition to Isaac. Uh, uh, Esau uh, will be to Jacob. In fact, uh, Esau will sell the, uh, his birthright, his blessing, uh, the blessing of the firstborn, for a bowl of, of red beans, uh, basically lentils. Uh, and so he despised God's promises. He despised the blessing by which God is going to bless all of the, the nations under heaven. Uh, and Esau decided uh, to, uh, plotted to murder uh, his brother, uh, Jacob. And so he is basically uh, going in the, the very ways of the serpent in rebellion against God uh, and against his blessing uh, in promises. And, and then uh, lastly, we'll see it with uh, Jacob's 12 sons, the Israelites, uh, where uh, they're broadly, uh, they, are, they are the offspring, and especially those who believe. Uh, because there, there were many who didn't believe. Uh, but uh, the Egyptians and the pharaohs will uh, uh, kill their uh, sons, uh, the baby boys that are born, and try to uh, kill them. Uh, but God will bless them anyway, make them fruitful and multiply. And so Pharaoh is basically in league with Satan in rebellion against God and his people. But the midwives uh, weren't because uh, they wouldn't participate in Pharaoh's uh, evil. And then even the, the Pharaoh that oppresses them and uh, all the plagues uh, come upon uh, upon uh, them and uh, then the, the Canaanites in the land. And so there's a sense where uh, this line uh, expands where there are uh, other offspring uh, collectively that you can refer to. But we'll also see the most important line uh, will go through Judah uh, and his son uh, Zerah. Um, and uh, Zerah means, uh, is, uh, I recall, it uh, means seed, offspring, uh, because through him, uh, the king in the dynasty uh, is going to come. And that is Moses' uh, central focus along the way, because ultimately uh, a king is going to, to rise up uh, who will be the head and representative and king of the woman's offspring, of Abraham's uh, offspring, uh, those who believe, uh, the chosen righteous offspring, uh, and uh, he will be their uh, head, and he will uh, defeat uh, the serpent uh, and they through him. And so uh, we'll see this ongoing conflict uh, throughout the, the book of Genesis, and we, we could trace it throughout all the Bible. Um, but then also... Uh, that it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's not just a one-time event, this striking uh, that's going on. Uh, we also see that uh, with the other God's other judgments uh, where he put discord between the woman and the man and the man and the earth. Those aren't just one-time uh, 
events uh, with, with the earth. It's through their lives. Uh, it ultimately uh, ends in them succumbing. Uh, Adam is going to die and go back to the earth. Uh, but then it even goes uh, beyond them uh, to uh, their descendants and really uh, all of humanity, sinful humanity, uh, where there's going to be discord uh, between uh, wives and husbands and between uh, between uh, men and the, the ground, uh, anyone who, who works uh, the ground. Uh, likewise, uh, just with the, uh, the serpent uh, and his, his offspring, uh, this conflict is going to go on uh, with uh, the woman. Uh, and it, it, it's basically the very picture of uh, the uh, conflict and hostility uh, between physical uh, snakes uh, and, uh, and uh, humans. But this one uh, is a deeper a spiritual battle. Uh, and also, it's important to, to recognize that although this conflict is going to go on, uh, beginning with, with uh, Abel and Cain uh, and Seth, it will ultimately lead to the defeat of the serpent uh, and him uh, succumbing to uh, her offspring. Uh, and we see this uh, because... First of all, uh, this is a judgment uh, oracle uh, in curse against the serpent. God is addressing the serpent, judging him, uh, in cursing him. And so, uh, yes, it will be uh, painful for everyone involved, and Abel is going to be, be murdered. It can even mean a death. Uh, but uh, ultimately, this is a judgment and a curse uh, against uh, the serpent. Secondly, uh, we've also uh, already seen uh, that the serpent's days are numbered. Uh, just look in verse 14. Uh, the Lord God said to the serpent, uh, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. So his days are numbered. Uh, He's going to be uh, humiliated all the days of his life. And this is really the same expression they use for Adam, uh, that in pain you shall eat of it, uh, the ground, all the days of your life. And ultimately, he's going to be defeated, just as Matthew says. Uh, ultimately, it ends in defeat uh, for, uh, for the party being judged. Uh, the serpent will ultimately be defeated by the woman through her offspring. Uh, the woman... Uh, will ultimately be ruled over uh, by her husband, which uh, isn't a good thing, as, as we discussed. It's not a prescription saying, do this, uh, but it's, uh, it's the result of the sin and judgment. Uh, the man uh, will die and return uh, to the, the ground. Uh, and this, with the serpent, it will be naturally be fulfilled uh, in their, uh, the struggle uh, between the serpent uh, and uh, her offspring along the way. And so uh, there's actually uh, a glimmer of hope uh, in this, uh, in this uh, judgment. Uh, as uh, John MacArthur says, 
I saw that he had a sermon titled uh, something along the lines of uh, hope uh, through uh, the, the curse, uh, which is very, very good summary. Uh, and there, there's this glimmer of hope because uh, the woman, uh, to become clear, she's not going to immediately uh, die. God's not going to, uh, to strike her dead right away, but he's going to uh, preserve uh, offspring uh, through her. And he's going he's gonna to preserve a uh, blessing uh, in one day destroy the serpent through uh, her offspring. And if you remember, he said he blessed them uh, and he said to them, uh, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And so now he, he is going to still uh, bless her um, and not remove his full provision uh, from her. And uh, through that uh, offspring then, uh, ultimately uh, will come the, the serpent's uh, demise and the end of uh, sin uh, and evil and rebellion. And this, uh, if you think, probably was not uh, the serpent's plan uh, when he deceived uh, the woman. Uh, his plan uh, was to cause the downfall uh, of God's uh, stewards uh, and to overthrow uh, God's government and rule uh, over uh, him uh, and uh, through his, his stewards, uh, which they ruled on his behalf. Uh, they were to represent God's rule, and he wanted to cast it off and sow the, the seeds of rebellion uh, so he could be independent of God and basically uh, bring about his own kingdom and make himself uh, his own God. Uh, but now, however, uh, God is going to use the woman uh, whom he deceived. Uh, to uh, bring about his ultimate uh, destruction uh, and end. And so by deceiving uh, the woman uh, through his craftiness, uh, he has actually secured uh, his uh, own uh, ending uh, and ultimate uh, destruction. And so here uh, we see hope, even though uh, there is going to be judgment uh, and there is going to be opposition and hostility uh, and violence and sin uh, throughout time uh, until the ending comes. And, uh, Matthews uh, says, uh, seed is a critical term in the whole of Genesis and the Pentateuch. Uh, it first occurs in a literal sense in the creation account. But here, uh, it is metaphorical and takes on programmatic significance. Uh, of its 59 occurrences in Genesis, the majority are found in the patriarchal narratives. So concerning Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, Genesis 12 through 50, uh, where the focal concern lies with the genealogical lineage of the chosen family. Uh, the patriarchal accounts explain what is only introduced uh, in uh, chapter 3, verse uh, 15, uh, so the, with the discord and hostility between the serpent and the woman, their offspring. Uh, the creation blessing, uh, all the way back at the creation, uh, which was jeopardized by the couple's disobedience, is particularized through the Hebrew fathers uh, who will be instrumental uh, in its realization. 
discipline. So it's brought into jeopardy by their sin that God's blessing would be lost uh, in all of creation forever. Uh, but uh, he preserves it. And then when you get to Abraham, God now makes his, uh, he makes his promises a very explicit about how he is going to fulfill these things uh, and bless uh, Abraham uh, and his offspring and the nations through him uh, to give him uh, and his offspring uh, a land uh, to give him many offspring uh, to form a nation uh, and uh, a king uh, to uh, rule uh, over them uh, and bring blessing to, to all of the earth. And then Matthew uh, goes on, uh, this hope uh, for the appointed seed is unveiled progressively by the offspring of Eve through Seth, another seed, uh, through Noah's offspring, uh, and the seed of Abraham, first described in uh, chapter 12, verse 7, uh, with the, the beginning of the chapter as well. Um, moreover, uh, this promise points to the Mosaic community, which defined itself as the offspring promised to Abraham. And he points to Exodus 32 uh, in Deuteronomy uh, chapter uh, 11. And so uh, we see that there, there is a, a there's a there's an ethnic uh, aspect to it, looking at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's descendants. But that's not the the truly uh, central uh, part of it. Yes, the, the Israelites, the the believing uh, Israelites uh, who uh, are in the the righteous line, the the line of uh, believers. Not that they're perfect, but they're believers in God. But it's not strictly uh, ethnic uh, and, and uh, ra racial. Uh, so, uh, for example, there were, there were Gentiles who were uh, included in Israel, uh, even under the, uh, the Old Covenant. Uh, and so uh, Tamar, uh, she had a child, uh, Zerah, with Judah. And she's within the, the line of the king, uh, within the, the Messianic uh, line. Uh, and she was probably... Uh, a Canaanite. Uh, she was one who, who lived uh, in the, uh, the land, and she was made part of the people. Uh, and if you uh, have ever read of, of Rahab, uh, she was a prostitute and Canaanite. She lived in uh, Jericho. Uh, and uh, Rahab, uh, she uh, basically blessed God's people, and she feared uh, Yahweh. Uh, she feared a God. Uh, and she uh, hid uh, the, the spies, uh, and she ended up joining uh, the Israelites, and she's also uh, included in the line uh, of the Messiah. Even a Canaanite was brought in, while at the same time, uh, if you read, uh, it's in the book of, of Joshua with the conquest, it's juxtaposed with Achan, who is an Israelite. And Achan uh, took the things that were banned in the city of Jericho after it was destroyed. They were banned. They were to be Put, put to the fire, uh, they weren't to loot, but he took uh, valuable items like silver and gold and other, other things that he saw, uh, and he lied and covered it up. Uh, and, uh, and Achan was a cop for that, uh, and because of that, uh, he and his family who were with him, uh, they were in solidarity 
uh, with him, the, the head of their household. Uh, they were uh, stoned and put to death uh, and warned because they had been warned about these things uh, that uh, that they would die for it and they weren't to take uh, of these uh, things. And so uh, a Canaanite, Rahab, is brought in and brought into the Messianic line, the line of uh, the Davidic king, uh, the line of the everlasting Davidic uh, dynasty, uh, which ultimately culminates in uh, in uh, Jesus Christ. Well, at the same time, uh, an Israelite uh, was uh, basically cursed and put to death uh, because uh, he basically walked in the ways of the, the serpent and of evildoers. Uh, and we could also point to uh, Ruth, the, the Moabite, uh, who uh, also uh, was a great or great great grandmother of, uh, of uh, David. Uh, and then with the, the new uh, covenant, uh, especially, uh, we, we see these things throughout, uh, throughout the Old Testament. But uh, in the, the new covenant, uh, because uh, uh, we're no longer under the, the Mosaic covenant uh, and uh, no longer uh, are uh, people to be circumcised, um, now uh, all uh, who believe in God and his promises uh, and in uh, Jesus Christ, uh, they are uh, the sons and daughters uh, of Abraham. Uh, they're the offspring of Abraham. They're, they're within the righteous, uh, chosen, uh, blessed uh, line. Uh, and uh, Christ is their head and representative uh, and king. Uh, and he is the one who, uh, who destroyed the works of the serpent uh, by dying uh, and disarming his power uh, over death. As a couple of commentators, uh, Kiel and uh, uh, Delich uh, say, uh, the, the serpent's power uh, in the devil's was over death uh, because he could accuse. He was the one who had the, the power over death. But uh, by uh, dying for the sins of his people, uh, Christ uh, took away that power of death. Uh, he removed their sins. He removed their uh, guilt. Uh, and uh, he lived the perfect life and clothed them uh, in his righteousness as their representative, as their head, uh, as the new Adam, the head of a new uh, humanity uh, that will be uh, one day uh, be a new glorified humanity uh, and live uh, in the presence of God uh, without uh, sin and in righteousness uh, with, uh, with him for, for all who uh, repent and uh, put their trust and hope in him. And so uh, he's the ultimate head uh, and offspring and vindicator uh, of the, the woman. He's the ultimate offspring of King David, of Abraham, uh, and of uh, the woman. Uh, and there are uh, many uh, verses we could uh, look at, and in the, the coming weeks uh, we'll be uh, looking at quite a few of them because we're going to see these themes all throughout uh, the book of Genesis. Uh, the, the whole book is organized uh, around it with the Toledo generations accounts, uh, which go uh, from uh, father and their progeny to progeny, narrowing down to, to the Israelites, uh, but then to the, uh, the Davidic uh, line uh, in the coming kingship uh, in Judah. And so, uh, for example, and you can turn to uh, Revelation chapter uh, 
12. Although, if, if you want, turn to Hebrews 2, uh, verse 14 first, and then, then we'll go to Revelation 12. Uh, but just uh, for example, uh, we see that uh, Christ is uh, in the, the line of uh, King David uh, and back to, to Abraham, uh, the, the recipient of God's promises and uh, his covenant uh, to, to Abraham, uh, and all the way back to, uh, to Adam. Uh, and we see that uh, in the Gospel of Luke. He, he really puts an emphasis on that uh, after Christ is baptized and anointed by the Spirit uh, as uh, as kings uh, were, uh, he was anointed uh, by the, the Holy Spirit and empowered uh, for his uh, work. Uh, and God uh, declared uh, that uh, he was his beloved son uh, with, with whom I'm well pleased. You, you are my beloved son, uh, which is uh, that's language of the, the, the Davidic kings and the, the Davidic uh, line, even looking back to uh, Solomon, who is the first, who will be a as a son to him, uh, and God as a, as a father. Uh, but now we come to the, the ultimate son. Uh, in Luke ends the ge genealogy then, uh, tracing through David, Abraham, uh, the son of Enosh, uh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of a God. He's able to represent uh, all uh, humanity uh, because it uh, goes back to Adam uh, and uh, God, the, the one who created Adam, uh, and set him over the earth. Uh, and then uh, in Luke, he's even, he goes straight into the wilderness then uh, to be tempted by, uh, by the devil. Uh, and whereas uh, Adam failed in the garden, uh, now Christ prevails uh, in the wilderness uh, with uh, the, the devil. And so he is able to, uh, to uh, represent them uh, and fulfill all righteousness. And then uh, let me just read a, a short uh, passage to you, and then uh, Hebrews 2. Uh, in Luke 10, verses 17 through 20, uh, after he sends the 72 disciples out and they come back, uh, they, they're to minister throughout, throughout Israel. Uh, the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Uh, I think he's saying, as they were casting out these demons, they're, they're storming the, the kingdom and the demons. And so he's seeing Satan fall. He's, he's losing his kingdom and, and authority. Uh, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, uh, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And so here's the one who has authority over uh, the serpent, over the devil, uh, and can uh, e even uh, give them uh, power over the, the enemy so that nothing uh, sh shall hurt you. I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. And Hebrews uh, chapter 2. Uh, beginning in verse uh, 14, uh, we'll see he's the one who ultimately destroys, but he's the head. He's the one who saves the woman's offspring. He's not the only offspring. He's the ultimate offspring, but he saves her righteous line uh, and the line of Abraham and all who believe. 
Verse 14, uh, since therefore uh, the children uh, share in flesh and blood. Uh, children are believers. They're, they're humans. They share in flesh and blood. Uh, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, uh, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not the angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brother, brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service of God, uh, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Uh, for because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is also to help those who are being uh, tempted. And so uh, here we see he, he became uh, a man uh, for the very reason uh, that uh, through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, uh, that is, uh, the devil. Uh, and he, uh, he uh, delivers uh, the offspring of Abraham. Uh, he's their representative, uh, their, uh, their head. And uh, sometimes people talk about the, the one and the many, uh, but for corporate solidarity, uh, he's in uh, solidarity and union with them, uh, and they uh, with him. Uh, and so he can, he can represent them as their, uh, their ultimate king and uh, priest and head. And let's go to Revelation uh, chapter 12. In this chapter, we'll also see uh, that he is uh, the coming ultimate offspring uh, and that he came to uh, destroy uh, the works of the devil. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there are also other offspring, uh, other uh, believers uh, whom he uh, redeems, uh, who, are, uh, who the serpent is at war with uh, and trying to, to harm, just as we saw her offspring uh, will strike you on the head and you will strike him on the, the heel. And so it's bringing the, 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 the battle uh, basically to a, to a climax. And we could even go to the end of Revelation and see the, the end of it. Uh, so beginning in verse 1, uh, And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, uh, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. Now, as I recall, uh, this is referring back to drawing imagery from Joseph's dreams uh, about his uh, parents and brothers uh, that they would bow down uh, to uh, to him. And John's, John's now drawing that. And so I think, I think the woman is uh, basically Israel, uh, who, uh, who basically carried uh, the, the king uh, and uh, the, the ultimate king uh, in Messiah all the way uh, to birth uh, until uh, the, the fullness of time. Uh, and uh, he was, uh, he was uh, born of a woman. And so uh, she, uh, this woman, was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to earth. 
And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, a one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God uh, and to his throne. Uh, and the woman fled into the wilderness uh, where she was has a, a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for uh, 1,260 uh, days. And so uh, three and a half years at the end of the tribulation that Israel on uh, this remnant is going to be uh, preserved through whom the uh, the Messiah came uh, that the dragon uh, wanted to destroy and it's amazing this uh, this imagery uh, that he uh, talks about waiting to uh, to, to devour it uh, this uh, child some of these terms you could almost think back to the exodus uh, where God refers to Israel as his firstborn uh, son. Uh, and he brought judgments on the Egyptians. And uh, even then, uh, Satan wanted to destroy. Uh, and the Pharaoh and the Egyptians wanted to destroy because Pharaoh, Pharaoh was in league with the, the evil one. Uh, but here now, it's, it's the Messiah at the beginning of his life. Uh, like in, uh, And you even think of uh, with, with Herod uh, that he killed all those i think about two and under but a god called his son out to egypt and then brought him out after after herod died and satan is uh humans are behind this uh, but satan ultimately uh, is behind this uh, and those who are in league with him the powers of darkness and now uh, verse seven now war arose in heaven uh, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, uh, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven, saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God, and they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw of that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child, so Israel, but the woman was given the two wings of the, of the great eagle, uh, so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness, uh, to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and half a time, uh, three and a half years. Uh, the serpent poured water uh, like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with the flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river uh, that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman 
and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. And so here we see again, he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. And so this hostility plays out through uh, all of scripture all the way to the end. And ultimately they conquer uh, through uh, Christ, uh, who is, uh, you can call him, he's not the only offspring, but he's the ultimate. He's the one uh, in whom all of God's blessings and promises and covenants are fulfilled uh, and no one else uh, could ever uh, fulfill them. And then uh, just lastly uh, from Romans 16, uh, just showing that uh, Paul uh, applies this, uh, this uh, going all the, all the way back uh, to the, the serpent uh, and her, her offspring, uh, enmity striking one another, uh, that that it can refer uh, to uh, to believers. Uh, let's just start in 17. Uh, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine uh, that you have been taught. Avoid them. Those are false teachers. Uh, for such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites, and by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. Uh, for uh, your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And so it, it can be applied uh, to believers. This It's not just a one-time uh, event, but uh, it goes all the way back uh, to the garden uh, with the woman and the serpent. Uh, and then Cain uh, and Abel, Cain murdered Abel, and he was the offspring of the serpent who walked in his ways. Uh, and it uh, stretches all the way to the end. And ultimately, uh, we uh, conquer uh, through uh, through. Christ and through his death and res resurrection and uh, the establishment uh, of his kingdom such that Paul can say uh, the God of peace will soon crush Satan uh, under uh, your uh, feet showing his ultimate final uh, demise uh, and then in the, the next times so we'll, we'll continue with uh, God's judgments uh, on the, the woman uh, in the man uh, they're being cast out of the garden uh, and then as we uh, look more, uh, especially at Cain and Abel, and start working through. Uh, we'll be able to tie in a lot more passages that deal with these things, and uh, hopefully, I can give even even more clarity because some of them are maybe a little little uh, difficult uh, and challenging to to understand uh, at first. And so, uh, let's just uh, close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I. Thank you uh, for your word, and uh, thank you uh, for this passage that uh, you have uh, spoken uh, through uh, your holy prophet uh, Moses. Um, thank you uh, just to see here that even in the, the midst of this curse and judgment against the, the serpent uh, that uh, brings about uh, pain and uh, enmity and hostility and, and death and violence. 
um, even temptation and sin uh, throughout throughout uh, all generations. Uh, that ultimately, uh, through uh, your son, uh, you uh, you defeat uh, the serpent. You bring him uh, to his end uh, through uh, through the the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and uh, his resurrection, uh, bearing our sins and, and guilt, um, clothing us in his righteousness, uh, and that uh, one day uh, he will, he who now sits at, at your right hand and uh, waits until his enemies are made a footstool for his feet, uh, he will come again and establish uh, his kingdom where Satan will be bound for, for a thousand years and released uh, one more time for uh, just uh, a short while, and then he will be cast into the lake of fire forever. Uh, he will, his defeat uh, will be made certain and sure uh, and secure uh, forever and ever. And uh, we thank you uh, for this hope. We thank you uh, for your Son, uh, through whom through whom we conquer. And uh, pray that uh, you'd grant that we would trust in him and him alone and uh, in his uh, once for all uh, perfect work and we thank you for these things and uh, pray that they would be all to your glory pray in the name of your son amen